Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master Dave, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Hey, take two, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Random ghost noises. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we... Uh, we I, I don't know, with the exception of maybe, like... Oh, less than a handful of times have we ever had to really restart anything. Normally, it's because I forget how to do an intro or, you know, random sneeze or, you know, I don't know. What? Unplugging a sound bar. Of course, that wasn't a redo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a sound bar. I'm sorry. A power bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think we... But anyway, yeah, we kind of started here. And for whatever reason, there was just this random clicking noise. So... Uh, oh, you know what? I think I might know. I have these ticks, and I crack my thumbs. Oh not like knuckles, but like I pop the joint. Uh, okay. I wonder if that's what you were hearing. I have no idea. It's a phantom. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome to the Weird Clicking Podcast, where we're going to uh, get going on more Kenobi. And this week, we're, we're going to be running through uh, from the journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is kind of like a weird weird mashup comic of different stories yeah and i didn't really understand the the premise of this going in like i was like why is this tied into the star wars mainline of course after reading them it makes sense but yeah it's definitely a weird jumble i don't want to call it a mess because it wasn't bad but like it, it kind of is a mess in a way yeah it I, I don't know how to best describe it but we'll we'll try our best kind of as we as we go along in the episode, but, uh, yeah, let's just jump in. Uh, how's your week been? Pretty good. Not too much has gone on this week. Of course, uh, last Sunday we had a pretty good day. We went out to see Bill Burr, mm-hmm. you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of yep. Mayfield action. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But, went, uh, went, yeah went to a brewery, uh, the Hofbrauhaus, yeah, house, yeah. uh, downtown yeah, Columbus German place. Yeah. Had some really nice pretzels and sauerkraut balls and, uh, Dunkel. Probably the most generic things to get. I won't go into a place like that, but I was happy with it. I'm super happy with it. Yeah, and, the, and then the uh, the Dunkel, the, the dark beer that they had there. Nice pint the of that. dark beer. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was darker than, <laughs> it's darker than most <laughs> things. Right. Well, flavor-wise, it was super mild for a dark beer, but. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty smooth, it was a pretty smooth beer. I think yeah. so, but yeah, not bad. What else? Uh, this week, no, not a whole lot. I picked up a little overtime this week, just week before school starts. So it's kind of been a crazy week, but other than that, meh, pretty uneventful. A little of this insomnia going on. I've been doing like late night, midnight cooking sessions. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on, but I can't sleep worth crap right now. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of been in a little bit of the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the same boat there. Um, I don't know, what was it, last night? La- last night was a pretty late night at work because we're we're now pretty far behind. And um, I wound up just kind of falling asleep on the couch. I hadn't showered yet. And, and like, I'm one of those people <laughs> that I have to shower before I get into bed. It's just the way that I it's just for me that's oh your bed lasts longer if you do that i mean yeah i just i don't like <laughs> to go yeah i don't like to go to bed without you know put get, at least getting a little shower so i fall asleep on the couch and i wake up and I'm like 
well, I guess I'm just sleeping here. So, <laughs> so I slept <laughs> on the couch, uh, which was fine. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. D- b- this week, yeah, we went to we went to Bill Bird. Uh, haven't really done <clears throat> haven't really done much else this week. Uh, do have um, going to watch a little little AAA baseball on Friday, and then we're both going to the uh, the crew, the little MLS soccer uh, on Saturday. So that should be fun. Uh, yeah, it's awesome, and uh, we'll have already gone by the time this drops, so you can't find us and you know snipe us in the crowd or something. Yeah, That's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll already be all over. Yeah, we're gonna go sit with the crazies in the uh, in the Nord deck, so it's a fan supporters uh, the section. And do you uh, have a yellow shirt? I I haven't bought a jersey yet. I do have. I did. I did get. Uh, I did get a shirt and a hat uh, recently. So yeah, I've, I do have a shirt. Uh, just go to the go to the team shop. I don't know. Go to the team shop when we get yeah. there and just like <laughs> buy one and like right. you know just put it on or do whatever. I don't. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just feels awkward being the only one like in a like the only person watching Ohio State and a crew of like thirty people not wearing Ohio State, which I don't care as much about. Yeah. NCAA, but always feels awkward. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. Who cares? Of course, there again, I'll probably be one of the only people without my face painted. So, I, I guess varying degrees of how much I care. You know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really think face painting is a is a huge thing for for crew. Honestly. Really. No, not really. Um, it's just mainly the songs of which I know nothing. Although they do, uh, they do the uh, the one Elvis song. Um, yeah, yeah. So that you know, but anyway, that that should be that should be fun. You know, go go hit uh, go hit one of the little bars, get some food. Probably you know pregame, postgame stuff like that should be interesting. Going with a, a pretty decent uh, size group of people as well. Uh, so that should be that should be fun, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's that's really, yeah, that's really about it. That much. I did watch uh, Moon Knight. I got caught up in on Moon Knight. Have you watched that? No, we had actually talked about that on the way to Bill Burr. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely on my list, but I have. I've been. It's been hard for me to get into Marvel lately. I don't know why. I think I just burnt myself out. What honestly? Well, I mean, I really hadn't watched any of the shows. Any of the Disney Plus shows, um, I think. I think for me it was like the Defender series. It kind of killed it for me because that's uh, that's uh, it's not tied into the movies, obviously, but it's um, Shield, the Iron Fist. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, um, I forget all their names except Daredevil. Daredevil's the reason I watched it, but mm-hmm. uh, that was like four two season shows, and then the tie-in defender it was essentially like a less repetitive version of going through war of the bounty hunters i see okay <laughs> if that makes sense sure so sure sure, sure. I, around that time i kind of got burned out i just kind of stopped watching the movies and the shows mm-hmm. yeah I, I i don't know i certainly didn't watch that i mean i guess i've watched punisher you know back when punisher was out Punisher was punisher was good i liked it yeah gratuitous violence wasn't too bad i watched i think i watched all of the agents of shield maybe didn't get into that or Carter. I never. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the Agent Carter show. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. And then uh, what's the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, WandaVision? No, 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 no. The, the new movie, uh, Doctor Strange. 
So that's oh, yeah, that's yeah. coming out the multiverse here. Multiverse of madness, right? Yeah, I hate multiverse stuff. It's so boring. That's everything Marvel is now. Well, <laughs> I mean, everything's time travel or multi-dimensional stuff. I just ne- have never found that interesting. Um, I liked it with Spider-Man, but that was about it. And uh, I never really thought about multiverse with Spider-Man either. I didn't get that far into the lore of all that stuff. Well, I just knew there were multiple Spider-Man comics, and that was good enough. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is it, it's 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 usually too predictable because you build up these characters and you can't just screw them over like, oh, yeah, uh, Mary Jane's never going to remember Peter Parker. It's like, oh, shut up, man. I mean, it's there's right. going to be a loophole where his buddies come back and they're all buddies again and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they all, they remember you now, Peter. You're a real boy. You know, it'll happen. I mean, come on. Let's not get crazy. One thing that sucks with all the multiverse stuff, like in the movies, is the entire premise is around, oh, my God, there's a multiverse, and let's just talk about that for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're not actually... Uh, with Spider-Man near the end, it was actually useful because you actually got to see them all, you know, fighting <laughs> in together, but I feel like that's all it's going to be about. Uh, but y- you mean getting to see three different Spider-Men jerk each other off? We're about 20 minutes for the fight, yeah. Not to, not to be gratuitous about it, but my God. Look, it, it was it was cute. I thought that was kind of funny, honestly. Well, it was funny, but it was it was also, like, way too long. You know, it's like, the, the, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how everybody feels about it. I'm not trying to be, you know. You're, we're pissing off so many fans right now. No, and it was, <laughs> I mean, it was fine, but, you know, it, it was just like, can we not have them jerk each other off this long? <laughs> and, I, and I'll also say this too. Uh, Toby's Spider-Man should have died. That was my only yeah, thing. Probably. That was my hot take. Toby's Spider-Man should have died at the end because that would have made like, it would have made things so impactful. Like he gets stabbed. He actually dies. Instead, we just get him like, Oh yeah, that's happened before, or whatever the hell he said, and he's just he's fine. He j- he was stabbed. Right. Yeah, and I feel like uh, the only way that would have made that the only reason I say I would save Toby's death is to introduce Miles Morales. I think that'd be kind of a cool way to Dude, do it. I'll, but I'll, I agree, he should have probably died. I'll tell you what, like, I mean, I don't venture too much into these circles, but it depends on who you who you. Uh, look at listen to show whatever miles is is kind of an interesting dichotomy in there you you certainly have people who really like him and then you have a lot of people who don't like they they really i've never really heard many people discussing miles that don't like him that's well it's interesting it's, i thought it was pretty well received it, it's mainly some of the people who who get a little irritated with the tokenization of characters gender swapping race swapping uh characters and so mm. forth instead of maybe like well, why don't you make a new character if you want like uh, a blah 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 character or so forth um but i actually the funny thing is i actually thought miles morales out of all of those was probably the best because he wasn't spider-man he was miles morales you know in the game right. you know he was with peter parker you know what I mean? Right. It's like, so there was Peter Parker and then there's Miles Morales. They, they just both happen to have the same superpower. Right. Yeah. And I, I almost feel like it's, well, you remember uh, the animated Batman series 
where you yep. had the passing of the torch and everything. I always kind of liked those stories where you would, you know, have your new blood come in and take over. And I always feel like that was Miles. So. Yeah, and I know that the uh, the new Thor is is kind of ratcheting up with uh, Natalie Portman doing, uh, what are they calling her? It's not She-Thor. It, I, I mean, no is, it just, is yeah. she just going to be Jane Foster? I mean, because, like, it, I don't, do they have some stupid name? Yeah, no, I, I have no idea. I barely remember. Uh, what is it called? Lo- like love, name, and like love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. It just sets the tone for how cheesy the movie's going to be, probably. Love and Thunder. <laughs> It sounds like a cheesy 80s like rock band, Love and yeah. Thunder. So, yeah, look, I, I had, you know, I didn't watch the last Thor movie. Um, <clears throat> and I have zero idea about the comic book line that, which I think was a fairly recent comic line. This isn't like old, old canon, right? I don't know if you know. It's not like either of us really yeah, followed I, comics all that much. I really don't know. Uh oh, it's just Mighty Thor. <clears throat> oh, it's Thor's okay. ex-girlfriend. He broke up with her, undergoing cancer treatment uh, while becoming the Mighty Thor. Interesting. And then finds Mjolnir. Because at this point, Thor's moved on to the the other thing. The uh, the what's his other weapon? The bigger one. I just knew that he learn to wield the lightning without the hammer i didn't know he had another weapon well yeah he got another weapon in in one of the movies from the uh from you get like a sword no the from the dwarf uh that was played by uh what's his face from game of thrones you remember he uh, i don't remember yeah Yeah, yeah, i don't remember any of the mythology behind thor you know some of those old you know gods and so forth anyway it doesn't it doesn't matter it's it's whatever but anyway um, so that's coming out and I, I know, I, I know a lot of people have, have kind of went on about that and so forth as well. Like I said, th- that I believe if I'm remembering correctly, I think that that was a much newer storyline, like two thousands type of storyline, mighty Thor. Uh, but Hey, as long as it's good, you know, whatever we'll, we'll see. I don't particularly know if I want to see that one or not, not, not because of anything. I just don't know if I want to see it. Um, yeah, whatever. But anyway, Hey, that's a lot of Marvel talk. Why did we do that? Yeah, it's all Disney. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. So by the way, back to the original point, Moon Knight, eh, it seems to be okay. We'll see. We'll see how yeah. it goes. Yeah. I actually like Egyptian stuff. I think it's interesting. Although this yeah. is certainly not like, <laughs> it's not like, it's, like it's, it's kind of like Egyptian light stuff, you Egyptian know, stuff, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. just waiting for Brendan Fa- Fraser to show up. That'd be sick. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, Egyptian stuff has kind of been dead for a while. Like no one's done anything. They, there was a lot of it though. I mean, there was a lot of, there was. a lot of Egyptian things and so forth along the way. And then, yeah, you're right. It kind of did. You know, now we're we're getting out of sort of out of the Western phase too, I think. Like there's a lot of like yeah. low budget westerns, not a lot of high budget westerns. Um I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Movies and pop culture and so forth and all that fun things that everybody likes to argue about. Uh 
But we're here to argue about Star Wars, right? Yeah, and whether or not Yoda should be in this comic. <laughs> yeah. Argue with me. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so let's talk about Twitter. <laughs> no, let's not. I already talked about that a little bit earlier. I don't want to get all political crap. But come on. <laughs> it's it's now owned by the Muskinator. The only thing I'll say is everyone's like, oh, now there'll be more hate speech and negative things with Twitter. It's like, you mean the same <laughs> you mean, crap yeah. that Twitter has always been? Yeah, it's Twitter's like... It's always you, been a dumpster fire. Yeah, you mean what happens currently? Yeah. Sorry. The only difference is now it's a private dumpster fire and not a traded dumpster fire. Twi- Twitter's terrible. Yeah. It's a terrible it place. No matter how you slice it, it's it's and terrible. If if it can be worse than it is, I would actually be pleasantly surprised because it'd be entertaining to watch. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's terrible. All right. Let's talk about uh let's talk about this deal here. From the journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um Man, boy, oh boy. You know, we read the Kenobi book. We went through the Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi comic. And now we're getting kind of a different view of what life was like uh, for Obi-Wan after the Clone Wars. And I got to tell you, one thing about this that I do like is they took the from the journals literally, and it's literally Luke reading Obi-Wan Kenobi's journal, which I thought was yes, super which cool. which I love. That, yeah, it's amazing. Which <laughs> you could easily build into the show. Like, you could build it in, yeah. like, where he's writing some things down, and then you could CGI in or deep fake Luke in later, like, at the end of the series. All, all in his X-Wing, by the way, with R2. I think that would be sick. That would be... Or, yeah, or, you know, whatever, just, like, at his temple in all black, just sort of cross-legged, floating, levitating yeah. with the journal in front of him or something. But, yeah, I think it would be it would be cool to look at the idea of a journal... Uh, and, and then you could use that sort of allegory to pass time as well, like the turning of a page. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you wanted. But I think this is going to be a far more linear story that we're going to get here, I would assume, in the series. Yeah, totally. Uh, by the way, also, just to throw it out there before we get started, the art style in this is definitely different than most of the comics we've gone through especially the mainline star wars yep i would say uh a lot of these characters are extremely well done obi-wan for the most part is really really well done young luke is kind of rough a little goofy looking yeah i I think i think the overemphasis on faces is a little bit daunting at times it's not, and you're right, it's not so much with Obi-Wan, although there is one, um, this kind of makes him look like Doctor Strange. There's one one yeah. piece of art in here that he kind of looks a little Doctor Strange-esque. But Luke, young Luke, and and even like Owen and, sort of, and so forth, I'm not really digging that as much. Um, yeah, per- Peru was good. Per- Peru, uh, Peru definitely... Peru, sorry. No, 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 you're right, but, but she, she definitely... Uh, looks a lot more like the character from uh, A New Hope, just younger mm-hmm. than she did yeah. in like the movies. The, the the young younger actress who played her in the movies, yeah. which 
is neither good or bad, but I think that this was a little bit closer. At least Baru was a little bit closer to the actress from the original series movie. Yeah. Owen wasn't. Yeah. Owen, no. I don't, I don't understand what they did. They just made Owen fat or yeah, chubby. He, he was goofy, and some of the facial expressions, even like Obi Wan when he was like smirking, looks super goofy in some places, but. Yeah, hit or miss on some characters, but Obi-Wan was definitely yeah. well done. Well, they also gave uh, Luke, like, buck teeth at one point, too. I was going to say, I, I started referring to him as Bucky during my reading. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like they went, like, hyper-realistic, but didn't quite... It's hyper-realistic, but, like, with... I mean, what would you call that? Cell shading? Like almost like yeah. you took a picture and it, it, it's like one of those app, uh, like those filters. Like like you p- took a picture, outlined it as a, like a coloring book set up and then you repainted it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yourself. exactly. Exactly. And I don't think young Luke looks a darn thing like actual Luke. Like they didn't even give no. him like a chin dimple or anything like that. He looks completely unlike Luke. Yeah. Now, like when he's in the X-Wing reading, like you get that little smirk. Mm-hmm. That I felt like was a really good, well-drawn Luke. But yeah, I, I didn't like young Luke either. Yeah. And, you know, again, because this is a collection, uh, you can definitely see difference in style from like the first sort of part here, which is very much more animated and then you have this hyper realism thing for a while uh and then we kind of slip out of that again um but yeah yeah you have some that are like super low detail like when he's sitting in his hut by himself like ben the relic it's like right super poorly done but yeah so anyway, but that's the difference in art styles. It's neither good nor bad as long as the story kind of holds up. So, yeah. Yeah, let's just sort of roll in here. Um, we we kind of get basically an Obi-Wan who is kind of um, ventured away from the force. He's not using his lightsaber. It seems like he's not even carrying it anymore either. Um, and he's just sort of looking out for, for Luke. Uh, there, there's a part later on where Owen basically says, you know, ah, you know, I uh, wonder why there was no, you know, thugs or anything or Tuscans bothering us and all this stuff. So like Obi-Wan is effectively taking care of a lot of the, the criminal element in the planet. We had a group here under the guise of Jabba the Hutt. Uh, collecting a water tax during a, a drought and Obi-Wan kind of sends them on, on their way type of deal. So, I mean, that's all very realistic. I will say, because we, we started doing these for like potential speculation about the show. This would make a very boring show. Oh, extremely, extremely boring. <laughs> It'd be bad. So boring. That's why you're bringing in the empire and all this crap, but yeah, no, it, it's very good for a book uh, where you can actually get the thoughts down for what he's going through, but yeah, super boring show. One thing I will say, like, the comics do a really good job of explaining, like, 
I, I'm a little iffy on his mastery of it, but like just his persuasion skills, you know, the Jedi mind trick. These actually show why he got so good at it because he was constantly trying to steer, you know, unsavory people away from Luke and trying to defuse situations so he didn't have to fight and everything. Yep. So, but we have a few, like four or five different instances where he uses it in this. And I mean, it, it wouldn't make for good TV, but it is interesting as a story. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We get a larger <coughs> portion here in the beginning where Luke actually kind of runs away and he is captured by a group who is effectively going to enslave him. And Obi-Wan, you know, basically comes through and beats all these guys up. No lightsaber, just the force. Yeah. And then returns Luke uh, to his home. Yeah. I mean, and uh, through all this, he doesn't really interact with Luke or, um, Owen or Brew at all in this. He, he actually just drops him off middle of the night, passed out. Yep. And I think I think kind of one thing <clears throat> as as we get to the end of that sort of first comic in quotations, you know, getting back to Luke reading this as, as a journal. Like one of the things about about the relationship is. We, we never really knew how much they interacted. Now, this comic effectively shows us that they didn't interact because, right. you know, Uncle Owen was severely against it. However, if that winds up being the case, it is nice to think about that Luke would eventually read about it and see what Obi-Wan actually did and what he sacrificed, you know, all those years standing protectorate over Luke and that, you know... <sighs> I don't want to say given validation, but it's, it's kind of, it would be kind of nice to see, you know, yeah, my first master was kind of looking after me. Right. And it kind of just goes back to like in all the other books with Luke, how important Ben was. Cause I mean, let's be honest in the movies, he trains him, but he's not a huge part of his life for very long, but right. this forms that connection between them. Exactly. So then we kind of move on here where Luke is uh, trying to run Beggar's Canyon in this little, uh, you know, this little speeder here, or a, a sky hopper or whatever you want to call it. I don't know why they call it a speeder to me. That doesn't re- maybe right. I don't understand the definition of a speeder. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't to me. It, it almost looked like a uh, Imperial transport shuttle at first. Yeah. Yeah. Some little mini mini version. Yeah. Um, but you know, Luke's, Luke's like, oh yeah, I'll fix it. You know, after he, he clips, uh, clips him out, it doesn't quite make the, make the Canyon run. Um, but Owen, you know, he's, you you could kind of see why Luke was so frustrated because like Owen's always like, he's a no guy. Yeah. You know, he's a very like, yeah, for sure. And, and and granted there, there's some fear there obviously, because he is kind of being drawn into, some of the same things that Anakin was interested in, you know, speeders, piloting, you know, kind of a little bit of maybe thrill-seeking type of thing, which is sort of the same thing Luke is kind of doing here. But he's like, no, you're really grounded, kid. You broke the ship and you're a little bleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And while all that's happening, Obi-Wan's just, uh, you know, just beating up a bunch of Tuscans. Right. Yeah. 
But I mean, it all does tie together. It makes sense why he's doing all this. But yeah, <laughs> it is funny, like him watching or watching him fight with the Gadurfi and everything, and it's like ah, oh, such an uncivilized weapon. Oh my back. <laughs> Yeah, and effectively, he, he kind of forges a relationship with the Jawas, um, you know, sends some Tuscans packing so that he can, you know, basically have little Jawa buddies. So that's that's cool. Yeah, and he uses little Jawa buddies to give free stuff to Luke. Yeah, and we, we do see Owen, uh, you know, kind of looking for, for droids, you know, astromechs at this point. And then Luke gets a little a little uh, box of parts and he does the uh the the big pog face but these are skyhopper <laughs> parts pog it's like that's great you're still grounded boy <laughs> yeah it's super weird um and then i think that this is something that we will see in this series a confrontation with owen and uh we we do get you know <laughs> obi-wan just constantly eating snake yeah. It's like you like straight up he had a year straight every day. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. You've got womp rats out there, eat those. Or something else. Go go in and make friends, you know. Get some get some nice water from the nice bar lady. Oh wait, that's a different <laughs> book. <clears throat> so what did you think about this sort of confrontation with Owen here? Uh well, I mean, we always kind of knew Owen was super against Obi-Wan training him, but it's nice to see a little more context of it, you know, the reasons why. Obviously, we know his opinion of Anakin, but just for him to throw out there, it's like, you know, every, everyone you uh, you get around, you put in danger, you've already killed enough Skywalkers, this one's just a boy, leave him alone. It's Obi-Wan can't even really argue in this situation completely. And it's, it's rough for him. Right. You know, and there's a line in here and, and Obi-Wan even sort of expostulates on it about trouble always finding him. Yeah. But does it really? No, I feel like he just deals with trouble to be honest. It, well, it's, it's such a, it's such a misnomer because at, at the end of the day, he's not looking for trouble, but sitting idle also doesn't do anything either. You know, did he yeah. have to forge the relationship with the Jawas? Maybe not. Is it potentially beneficial? Yes. But yeah. I, I, I don't and know. It's like you're on Tatooine. There's trouble everywhere. And as we're about to find out, Owen can't deal with anything. No, at least and I would this version ask, of Owen. Right. And, you know, that kind of brings up a good question. Would the Lars family homestead have actually survived without Obi-Wan protecting them? No. <laughs> the answer <Yeah>. is hell no. <laughs> no. And that, that's, that's the thing. It's like Obi-Wan wasn't just protecting Luke. He was protecting this farm. He was protecting Owen and Beru. I mean, that... That's the thing that I, I, I mean, again, I get Owen's anger because, you know, he meets this guy and the first time he meets him, he brings back his dead mother and, you know, he slaughtered an entire village of 
Tuscans, which I guess is dubious if he even, if he even knows about that. But you have to assume right. it probably heard a rumor. Uh, and, and it's like, yeah, he probably didn't get a great impression about, about Anakin. And then obviously Anakin's dead. And then the whole thing is, is like how much would Obi-Wan actually have told Owen about how Anakin died? And that's another thing that I'm kind of interested in to see well, what they can he says you got him killed. Yeah. So realistically, he didn't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but the, there would have had to have been some dialogue there. Because he, he apparently, at least in this comic, knows enough to blame Obi-Wan. So what did Obi-Wan tell him? Right. I don't know. Well, anyway, we have a, uh, we have a return of uh, one of your favorite characters here, old Black Chrysanthemum, BK. BK. Yeah, I didn't want to mention it right away with the art discussion, but another really well done uh, character artistically. Yeah, yeah, I, I happen to agree. There, there are some really great panels. They do kind of do this, you know, how they're doing the, the weird, I w- I'm going to call them weird faces with some of our humans. Uh, BK, what? on the other hand, is is pretty well done throughout all of this, I would say. What weird faces like Owen, as he's talking about, doing work on the busted skyhopper right after the bk reveal yeah <laughs> it's, it's all these pog faces man they're just they're just pogging yeah, they're pogging pretty bad you know uh anyway so owen's kidnapped by bk in order to uh draw out um draw out whoever in the desert screwed with jabba's thugs and then we also have, uh, uh, you know, Luke trying to run away again. Right. <laughs> this boy runs they even away a say lot. in the comic, not the first time, won't be the last. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he does sort of get the first little inkling here, possibly a little bit of a force connection when he figures out something's wrong and he runs back home. And, uh, you know, Baru's <laughs> got a blaster. She go kill everybody. Yeah, and then Luke, <laughs> or no, that no, that's Brew. Is is they kind of like pan out on her, and it, it's it's a funny looking little rifle. Kind of almost looks like something the Tuscans would use, maybe. So maybe yeah. one of their sort of rifles, which is effectively a musket. I mean, in real like life, the, si- the size of it kind of changes from panel to panel, doesn't it? Yeah, Did not crazy that? consistent there, but that that is yeah. what it is. Unless she was just holding it like half of it was behind her, like not ready to fire at all when she was down on all fours. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) God, Owen's face. Anyway, so BK is basically torturing Owen and then Obi-Wan sort of shows up. And I do like in this sort of bottom corner here, just little (laughs) Owen, just his, you, you guys have to look at this comic to see some of the facial, like, you know, contortions they're doing. The surprise is crazy over well, uh, overdone and everything. Um, but yeah, Obi-Wan just shows up doing the, doing the captain Morgan, you know? Yeah. Would have been, would have been a better spot for hello there than even the grievous fight. I'm sorry. He didn't <laughs> say hello there. Did he? I don't think he did. Let me check again, but no, I'm pretty sure it was something snarky ah, like stupid. He just wanted you to scream. Yeah, he he's not asking you any questions. He just wanted you to scream. 
I, he should have said hello there. That was a crazy missed opportunity. <laughs> and then he kind of gets pummeled a little bit here. You know, B, BK sort of uh, sort of gets the better. Probably should have killed him with with how many blows to the head he got. Like he gets bit bit on the arm, choked. Yeah. And then he you know traps him in an energy net, throws uh, Owen off of a cliff. Things are not going so well, but like, this is kind of an interesting display of, of just force, force power here. As Obi-Wan is effectively keeping Owen kind of levitated, uh, he is consistently being attacked by BK. Yeah, he's like force throwing BK, throwing rocks at his face, and it's, it's impressive. He's like jumping around. Yep. He even gets a uh, he gets his scar, like while he's suspending Owen in the air. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it's it's just it's just weird to see like how much punishment, but he's still able to kind of hold hold Ben up, and then he he finally does let him go. But here's uh, here's Luke in the little skyhopper uh, to save his <laughs> uncle, and then at this point, it's like, oh yeah, and by the way, I'm a Jedi, and you're a Wookiee, and I'm going to murder you now. Right. And then he finally he he gives BK the infamous scar uh, over the eye, and uh, you know BK falls falls uh, falls over the cliffside. Classic Disney death. Yeah. Wow. Or was or it? Or was it? I will say though that you know Owen actually does try to help uh, Obi Wan in this fight. He kind of tries to ram, you know shoulder ram BK at one point. And Obi-Wan makes yeah. a note here. It's like, you know, basically he's like, Owen's not a coward. And, you know, there's even a look here that Owen sort of gives Obi-Wan at the end where there, there's a bit of a, a mutual respect, I guess. So it would have been very interesting to have continued this to see maybe Owen relented a little bit. Right. You know, just a little bit here. Because, again, we've discussed this. Luke knows who Ben Kenobi is. He knows he's, you know, some old guy out there, crazy wizard, right? Right. So did Owen relent to the point of maybe at least letting Luke sort of know, like maybe they met? He doesn't know he's a Jedi or anything, but maybe they, you know, met. Maybe they had him over for dinner. I don't know. Yeah, and based on the dialogue of A New Hope, it would have been when he was still pretty young, the way he did interact with him. So right. it would make sense if it happened around this time. And obviously they were around each other near the end of this comic, so it's not like they never, ever met, and it was just hearsay. Oh, yeah, you're that you're that old wizard. I've heard about you. Well, I mean, Luke at this point's probably, what, like 8 to 10? Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in that range. So he, he he's a kid... So Obi-Wan's been on this planet for a while. You know, there, there's been an aging process here, but yeah, he still comes off as reasonably, reasonably young. Even when he, when he greets Owen at the door, when Owen's going to yell at him, he's like, Hey, Owen, you want a snake? It's pretty snaky. Right. Yeah. And I mean, just the, uh, the transformation from, you know, the twin sons from like now to a new hope completely different looking person. So it yeah. does still make sense with the dialogue. 
Absolutely. So then we kind of cross over into this Yoda's secret war thing. And uh, this is blending a lot of, you know, what would have been sort of current time with uh, the past. And uh, we see old C-3PO. C-3PO has been captured. Yeah. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. Not Except for R2. Darth Vader <laughs> doesn't care. He's like, oh, yes, my old droid. Yeah, just kill him. He's stupid. <laughs> I should have never made you. <laughs> um, and then we kind of get this whole, like, R2 to the rescue type of thing. R2 hijacks. Yeah, like uh, he hijacks a, other, uh, an X-Wing. Bullying other droids to keep Luke from following him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you know, you know when one of your friends is just going off to save another one of your friends, what you really should do? Read a book. Yeah. <laughs> well, this yeah, sounds like don't go get another ship that doesn't have its, you know, hyperdrives disabled. Just read a book. Yeah. Don't head back to your fleet. That'd be dumb. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? It's time to go on a little adventure. It's time to read yeah. a book and maybe go on a little adventure. Um, and this is where we get into the whole, effectively th- almost three quarters of this book, um, concerning uh, Jedi Master Yoda. Little Yoda. Saving kids. Finding more kids. Oh, yeah, Qui-Gon's taking there for a second. Paying, assen- <laughs> essentially just taking a kid by force because he didn't want pay. That's right. No payment from Yoda. But Yoda's kind of called by the force here. Maxed my credit card is. I shall be taking the boy. No payment. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, anyway, Yoda is called by the force to a planet that is effectively in a large asteroid belt. And he meets some children who have spears with weird rock things as spearheads yeah, what are they called again the stone uh well they so they stone throwers well uh, yeah like there's the rock hawkers rock hawkers. Wh- which and these are i don't know i don't remember what these kid the first kids are called but they call they call everything stone power yeah <laughs> you're weak you're weak with stone power you know it's the it's like bad bad anime stuff right here. Yeah, I yeah, kind of. But Yoda is able to kind of calm them down a little bit and then we find these blue rocks, right? That are somehow alive in the force. There's something with the force and these rocks that are just, you know, weird. I immediately thought is like is this like a kyber planet or something like that? That's what I thought too. Yeah. Guess what? It's not. No, it's way lamer than that. Kind of. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Uh, So we do meet one of the rock hawkers who has like sharpened teeth and so forth. And uh, we effectively go to their camp next. And kind of weird thing is, is we have this escalation of age. Like the first people we meet are, are just kids. The next group, the rock hawkers are kind of like teenagers. And again, no... No, uh, no adults yet. 
no adults, just just kids, and these kids are fighting each other with the rocks. They're hawking rocks. Yoda gets hit in the head and chained <laughs> with rocks, and then he's forced to to climb up rock stairs, and he falls on some rocks, and his buddy's not coming with him to go meet more rocks, and then they go in a cave with guess what's in there? Rocks. He's holding a rock and he's talking <laughs> about rocks. And we got this weird dude on crack talking to him about rocks. And then he gets out his lightsaber, but he doesn't cut any rocks because he finally meets the the adults who live in the rocks. <laughs> they they've disowned their children and just adopted the rocks. It's a very strange sequence of events, though, for this planet. And this sort of age thing. So the young kids are fighting the old kids. The adults are living in the caves. They caused the war, but then they were sent down to find the heart of the mountain. And they're like, eh, screw it. It's peaceful down here. We're just going to stay. Yeah, it's like it's pretty screw cool them. in here. Screw them kids. Yeah, screw those <laughs> kids. And Yoda does um, have a little thing. Not on their own are your children, but... Wrestling with the chaos you left them in. Blame them, I do not. Better teachers they deserved. So. In other words, you suck as parents. <laughs> exactly. Now, in the mountain, as, as Yoda continues into the mountain, he we meet uh, Garo, who is clearly Force-sensitive because he can bring moss to his face that he eats really strangely. And I think that this is kind of an interesting part here, but th there's, there's interesting parts and then there's confusing parts because we flash back to Obi-Wan meeting Garo as a, as an adult, but nothing really, but not the Garo that we finished the story with. <laughs> no. And sure. the whole thing is, is like, well, what happens with that guy? Right. Nothing. Him and Obi-Wan just like talk and then he goes away and like, there's, there's nothing else there. With those two, like, why did he go meet Obi-Wan? How did he even know right. Obi-Wan was there? And what was the point? Because he only gave him, like, a couple words of knowledge that he'll never use, never pass down to yeah. Luke, and then he just walks away. He doesn't even give him a rock. So anyway, back... Oh, and by the way, in that whole thing, like, Obi-Wan just stops Greedo from killing someone and makes him a new friend. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Awesome. Yeah, he stops uh, <laughs> stops him from a fight and is like, hey, let's go. Let's go drink. It'll be fun. We definitely won't want to shoot each other after that. No, not at all. Oh, hi, Garo. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. You're a Jedi. Oh, don't go. Okay, bye. And then guess Your what? powers will fade. It's like, guess what? That's just you, buddy. Yeah. I'll have the Force forever. But look. Guess what we're back to? Rock. Rocks. So, yeah, then Garo's throwing rocks at a blindfolded Yoda because Yoda wants him to be his master so he can learn rock force. And then Yoda's able to block the rocks, and he, he kind of makes a big rock levitate. And is like, oh, my God, how did you know how to do that with the rocks? Like, people don't know how to do that. And then they find a rock heart. Now I'm the master. <laughs> <laughs> when I left, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. So yeah. when I got here five minutes ago, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Yeah. <laughs> but look, so anyway, to make a long story even shorter, 
the rocks are alive because the rocks are a part of a living being. Basically, this mountain is a rock monster guy. He's yeah. He, it's like the the rocks are actually flesh, and I don't know. Yeah, they've been just like peeling away all these rocks to use for weapons, and it's really like actual rock people rocks. I wonder if like the giant gets itchy. <laughs> As people are doing is that, that his flaking skin like he itches and they're just like oh it's a oh you got the scab now now i gotta wait for it to heal it oh i gotta wait for it to scab over again come why on why are your weapons made from my dried skin droppings i don't know just you know it's just rocks man um something that i did somewhat find disturbing from the artwork of this <laughs> When they had all these these kids like doing their little praying to the rock thing, they all have butt cracks. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like all the way up their back and right. and dimples. They have butt they have back dimples. Like what what artist what what was this guy's like what was this illustrator's idea here? Why do they all have cracks? Oh, it's just their so it's their like back line. It. It's their back. It's not their butt. It's their back line. It looks like a butt crack with two dimples on it, man. <laughs> so yeah, so weird. Oh yeah, by the way, the giant rock monster wakes up, freaks everybody out. Yeah, it almost sounds some- it almost sounds like I'm like not interested in the story. <laughs> well, it's just odd, you know. It's, the the payoff isn't all that great on it, honestly. The yeah. setup was kind of good, like there was potential for it, if we had actually explored it in a book or something. But right, well, it's, I just it's don't care by the yeah, end. It's very possible that there's more to it that you know maybe it's in a maybe it's somewhere else that we need to look around for. But because it could be cool, you're right. But the fact is, is we kind of have Yoda sort of trying to get people to stop fighting. But then the rock guy is like, like he's not really, he, he just kind of wants to murder people too. Yeah, and it's explained that like the the children's hatred is like transferred over to the spirit of this rock giant and they, they're effectively turning him to like the dark side. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who's kind of dark side now? Garo. And he's got rock floating, levitating rock knives. Yeah, he's got that cool little conjuration spell that he uses. It's just awesome. Wait for my buff. <laughs> Does he do you think he just kept casting that for like the 20 years he was waiting on Luke to show up That's right. or did he just last second cast it? Yeah, it was just, you know, it's uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe he just yeah, you know, he likes to he likes to do it periodically, you know, just just in case. He seems really interested in killing rock monsters, though. That's his kind of thing here with his little rock knives. and Which doesn't really make sense because he complains about how, like, the planet is dying and yeah. your master helped kill it, but also helped me kill the rock monsters that are part of the planet, and they're, like, the only living thing left yep. as I'm trying to save the rock giants. <laughs> yeah... And I thought they were going to go the route of like, oh, the people got turned into these. That's these. These are what's left. But yeah, they don't really explain where they come from. Yeah. Yeah. This is where it did get a little confusing to me because 
we, we, we flash back to Yoda kind of, in quotations, fighting the rock monsters. Some of the, some of the kids are, like, I guess trying to be a little bit more peaceable. And then, like, the rock monsters sort of, like, go off to have rock adventures. And then all the kids still want to kill Yoda. Yeah. It's a little confusing. And then just to make things even better... Garo just, like, flakes on him, totally turns his back on him multiple times, tells him, you know, no longer your master, go away, go die in a corner. Yeah. yeah he's kind of a loser. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's a little confusing. And we flip back and forth, like Luke's being attacked by little rocks, and he, he gets stabbed a few times. <laughs> He's pretty resilient Especially little guy. In the back and shoulder. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty resilient though. I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm just flipping. Oh yeah, and then Garo just becomes a rock or something. He realizes the error of his ways through something. And they just transfers his life energy. Yeah, and then Luke goes looking for the heart of the mountain to start yeah. it back up again. Like, what are you going to do? Cause it Rock CPR? Because it works so well the first time. Yeah, and then I, I would say probably the more interesting thing here to me is the last, basically the last page of this where we, where we pick up with Yoda on... Um, oh, wow, I'm completely forgetting... What's the planet he exiled to? Tatooine. No. Yoda. Oh, Yoda. I thought you said Obi-Wan. No, Yoda. What's Obi-Wan. the planet he was exiled? He exiled oh, himself Dagobah. to. Dagobah. Dagobah. God, I couldn't remember. Yeah. I, I, it just wasn't in my mind. It's like, God, how did I forget <laughs> that? So he's he's on Dagobah in the swamp, and he says, Yes, soon. Soon ready he will be. As ready as he will ever be. Find me, then he will. Here waiting, I will be. A lot of bees there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting. So he essentially senses what happens kinda cool. on the planet. I kind of like that. He probably, keep, probably keeps little force tabs on that planet after that kind of adventure. Yeah. I just kind of like that idea that Yoda, yeah. you know, senses Luke sort of starting his journey, finishing certain things, and then finally he'll be ready to come, come to him. All right, last little piece here, man. You ready for some some Tuscan stuff? Yeah, the, like the most boring part of this entire series. Yeah, I, I don't really understand the point of this. The art is way different, too. It's a lot more lo-fi. It kind of reminds me of some of those um, Visions. Uh, visions. Uh, don't remind me of that. Anime. <laughs> so, yeah, Sandperson walks into a bar and gets kicked out. And then Obi-Wan, like, is there. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll let him go home. Yeah, sure, we'll let him go home. And then Obi-Wan up on a mountain just sitting. <laughs> Super fascinating stuff. <laughs> like, it was, a, it, I mean, who wrote that? Like, what was that even a thing of? Well, I just kind of wonder if there was context to the story that the comic is derived from. That would make more sense with this. I don't, I don't even want to talk about the end. It was kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, <sighs> for sure. All right, dude, thoughts. Thoughts on this comic. What are we thinking? 
Uh, almost to the point where it's so disjointed that it doesn't work as a compilation. Not a huge fan of that portion of it, but other than that, stuff that was actually about Obi-Wan was pretty entertaining. Mm -hmm. The Yoda stuff was pretty cool, too. Um, I don't know. I just... The BK stuff was the best part, honestly, and I kind of just like to imagine that was all there is. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do we want to do a rating for it or... Yeah, go ahead. Give it a give it out of five. It's not technically a book. It's more of a comic, but it's not just a comic. So yeah, just uh, just rate it. Why not? Out of five. Yeah, I'll I'll give it like a three point eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not not bad. Not essential by any means, but the art style was pretty decent in it. It was entertaining. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So. It was fine. It, it it was kind of fine. the The beginning was a little. It it was okay, but it could be boring, especially if it were you know, sort of the the gist of the live action series, you know. Right. But it was good for what it was. Um, the BK story was was not bad. Um, you know, it it was it was fairly fairly solid. Kind of gives a little bit more of the um, the in the inside of of the relationship with Owen, and sort of Owen's resentments, and then maybe a little bit of Owen's respect at the end. Uh, we we get a little bit of Luke, young Luke kind of doing young kid things, kind of being a little bit like his dad. And uh, then we transfer into this really long Yoda story that didn't really have much to do with Obi-Wan. Um, and, I mean, it's in his journal, so that's fine. And I guess it's all maybe just a training tool for Luke. Maybe this was something that, that Yoda and Obi-Wan had communed over and said that this might be a lesson worthy for him later. So that's why it's in the journal, which is fine. Um and I think Yoda sort of like learning again, kind of uh, realizing, you know, being a little bit humbled in something he doesn't understand and wanting to learn was was good. Wish he would have done that during uh, the, you know, the Republic's reign. Maybe he could have learned about like a Sith Lord, you know, basically as chancellor, you know, maybe they could have figured some stuff out instead of be a bu- being a bunch of arrogant pricks. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But how do you really feel about that era? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible Jedi council. But anyway, um that was it was fine. It was long. And then the very tail end, it was just kind of a nothing burger. It wasn't really anything uh anything impactful. Just Obi-Wan kind of standing up for the Tuscan that you know, the Tuscans that he literally spent the early part of the story beating up for Jawas. So it it was a little contradictory, perhaps. Um, but you know, again, that would have been the sort of day to day, although, you know, I I think the interesting thing about the book in comparison to this comic is that the book actually gave him like an adventure, something that was happening that he involved himself in. And I don't think that it's very interesting to think about Obi-Wan as just somebody who sat back for all these years and did nothing but eat snakes. That's kind of boring. 
um, in, in a waste of the character. I kind of want him to do things. Even if he's not using a saber, just doing things uh, I think would be cool. So for me, I, I'm probably going to say, you know, like 3.5 I think is fair for, 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 the, for this compilation here. It's not bad. It's not great. Some of the animation is a little, or some of the illustration is a little cheesy. I would say cheesy at best. There's a little bit, there's a little bit of anime esque stuff in there that I'm not super duper fond of. Um, but you know, overall it's not bad. It's fine. Yeah. It, it was, like I said, more filler just leading up to Kenobi. Yep. But the real question here, before we kind of start winding down, the real question is what, if anything from this, do you think could be in the new Kenobi series? BK. Think so? Yeah. Yeah, with with him coming in for uh, Book of Boba Fett, I'd be shocked if BK wasn't in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, man. It'll be interesting. I, I could definitely see, uh, I could definitely see that happening. I could definitely see um, BK being in there in some capacity. Uh, I mean, I think just by the previews, it, it's so Inquisitor heavy that it's really hard to see anything else aside from that. But yeah, if there's anything from this that could happen, BK. Yeah, for sure. I could see that for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, man, any other thoughts we got here? No, no, I think we're good. All right, dude. Well, I think then we'll go ahead and get 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 getting out of here uh so make sure to uh yeah follow us on the social media facebook uh twitter at tc plan podcast if you want to discuss anything uh, with us you know send us an email to tc plan podcast gmail.com be more than happy to converse with you if you have any theories about the about the kenobi show or any reaction to you know the the stuff that we have been talking about you know just reach out Excuse me, reach out. We'll be more than happy to, uh, you know, in, uh, put you in the chat. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's it for this week. So uh, y'all have a good rest of your week. As always, may the force be with you. <laughs>